problem with Splatoon 2 is it doesn't fix the main issue with the first game, which is the netcode. Oh, okay. Yeah. So, yeah, I get, I get it. Okay, so it makes so, more sense then. Yeah, so uh, it still does a thing where it basically tethers your the, the server to one person's internet. And if they have really bad internet, everybody's in for a bad time. Or if mm -hmm. they're in Japan and you're in America, you're in for a really bad time. Yeah. And vice versa. And it's awful. You hear that, listeners? I'm shaking up a new drink. He's gonna roll. You know, he's playing the dice. He's gonna roll a d6. You wanna try this first? I'll try it first. <laughs> it's got ice in it, so it's cold. All right, before I forget, this is Adam, and what's it called one more time? The, this is Josh, and we're trying out uh, G Fuel Brain Drive. It smells like feet still. It looks like when I mixed it, as soon as water hit that, it turned blood red. Yeah, but my only problem is like, it, like its initial smell is like very like yeah. not appealing. Yeah, opening that up and like peeling the seal off of it, it smells. The powder smells disgusting. It's those. What are those ones in the necklace that you can eat? What are like sweet tarts? Yes, the it's like someone. I could huff. It, it's like it tastes just like the that. The candy necklace. Yeah, the candy necklace stuff. Try it. Candy wasn't powder. there? Wasn't there another one? That smelled like, or that that tasted like sweet Andrew, tarts. Let's go to Candy Island, Charlie. There was another one that we ate that tasted just like that. Was it L Yuki Slash? I thought so. This is Andrew, and this is Fruit Punch. That's what this. I is. mean, it was blood red one. Like yeah, I said. but if you try it, it, it reminds me of me like chewing on those little candy necklace things that you used to get all the time. That's just Fruit Punch. That's Fruit Punch. That's but, very yeah. like it tastes like dry like powder. Fruit punch, that's the best way. Like, yeah, dried, dried powder fruit punch. Like, the aftertaste of it's no, not too it's great. It's like that. Like, you like you ever like accidentally leave the container open of like a fruit punch flavor, like a Kool Aid or anything else like that? This tastes like Hawaiian punch. Hawaiian. This tastes, it, this, this tastes exactly Hawaiian. like Hawaiian punch. That's all this is. Hawaiian punch. You heard it here, guys. Not bad, though. I like it. Not bad. Not bad. Not great. Not bad. Who would so win in a fight? Mr. Kool Aid or Hawaiian punch? Because he's got that punch. Nobody knows what Hawaiian punch is anymore. Are you nuts? Nobody dude? didn't. Nobody you and Aaron knows. always have that in the fridge, like a big, massive yeah. plastic container. I of used it. to come over the first night we hunt out and stuff like that. I was always a huge jug of like the fruit punch one. What Some somebody in that apartment was drinking it when I was living there. That was Aaron, yeah. Yeah, but nobody knows the guy on the front anymore. That little it's true, like, the Hawaiian guy with the straw hat. What's it? Is that a hat or is that his hair? That's his hair. I thought it was a straw. My hat. only question is this: Why is there a ginger in Hawaiian? And why is he just like walking around like it's nonchalant? Like he should be on fire. No yeah. kidding. His sure. skin was like uh, ac actual legitimate white. He would like, be like, like a. I feel yeah. like yeah. I feel like I'm like my skin tone is darker than his. Yeah. And like he's just out surfing in Hawaii. He's gonna die. He's gonna get melanoma. That's, that's serious. What if the Hawaiian punch guy is actually a zombie and that's why he's pale? Yeah. What if the, he is dead already? Oh. And the punch is his blood. <laughs> oh, no, he feeds off the punch. That's why. That's why this tastes like Hawaiian punch and it's called blood drive because we're drinking the Hawaiian punch guy. Hawaiian punch guy. Man, this turned into a conspiracy in a half in an instant. Yeah. Is this like the Manadrone files? Lord. Yep. We find the yep. deepest, darkest, dumbest things that you can think of, and we would go in search of. Right. Search of Well, it. you did talk about Lance and Bigfoot. Uh, yeah. Again, he thinks I'm joking, and I showed it to him, and he's just like, that was the day we went disc golfing. I fell in that, I went in that mud pit looking for my disc. I was like, in that pond area. I was like, yeah, that's you. <laughs> You're Bigfoot. In today's episode, we try to figure out if the Earth is actually flat or not. And actually, good news, we figured out it is no not only not round, it's also not flat. It's a decahedron. 
Well, I mean, if realistically, if it was f flat, that's that's terrifying. I mean, just cats are going to be start knocking stuff all over the edge of the t like like a table. Not necessarily because gravity still exists. So are you, you sure so about even, that? Even if the Earth was flat, you still have gravity, so you wouldn't fall so, off it. But like, I mean, like if a meteorite hit the planet when the dinosaurs were around, it must have just launched them all up in the oh air. Oh my God! It just flipped it. it oh my! That's yeah, what exactly. happened. <laughs> yeah, turned it, it's a pancake. It the Earth is a pancake. It. The Earth is a pancake, and like all the dinosaurs were just flipped off. They're floating through space right now. That's terrifying. Yes. Oh lord. Just imagine all <laughs> the Earth tried to do a kickflip. Do a barrel roll. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no. What, those, what were those things that we used to throw? They had a little huge metal coin pawns or Pong, something. Uh, pogs, yeah. Pogs. Yeah. Yeah. Pogs. It's just like that. Yep. The Earth is. That's. <gasps> Why do oh I feel like? Oh my God. A... God. We're one of the God's pawns. Why do I feel like yeah. a joke in like Rick and Morty? Have they done that yet? Like have a flat Earth and like a meteor hits and all the dinosaurs just flip into space. That sounds like a joke. Well, thing. I mean, like let's be blatantly. I don't yeah. even think that's been in Futurama. I don't think any science fiction show has actually ever like touched on like. And over here, guys, is actually a flat planet. Mm -hmm. It turns out they can be flat. Like nobody's huh. actually pulled that joke. That that actually amazes me. Well, there you go, Justin Rowland, if you're listening. Yeah, I, I <laughs> isn't that the guy that makes Rick and Morty? Morty is it Justin Rowland? I don't know. I can't remember his name. I don't know. Like honestly, I'm surprised. Is I've it never Dan Harmon? I've never seen that joke. I cannot uh -huh. believe that's never been done before. Maybe because so many people who are science fiction writers just hate it. Hmm. Sorry for the whole, like, one listener who might possibly be a flat earther, but uh, <laughs> yeah, we are making fun of you. Right. Okay, so to start this podcast off, I got a... I don't know if it's like an apology or what, but Andrew was right. All this time... You've been dissing me for getting digital games and saying yeah. physical is the way to go, and I didn't really, I didn't listen, and it didn't really hit home until I looked for Marvel's Ultimate Alliance. I was going to buy it on the Switch, because Ultimate Alliance 3 is on there. Not available on the Switch, not available on PS5, doesn't work on PS4. What? It's only available on PS3, and currently it's not on the system because... Oh. Xbox, Microsoft owns the rights and they took it off their store, so you cannot buy that digitally anywhere. No way. So I went and bought the physical copy, can't play it on the PS4, can't play it on the PS5, only works on the PS3, so that's my next purchase. Oh lord, that's awful. I'm so sorry. from now on, I'm buying physical, physical. games, the heck with digital. <laughs> the, the, only, the only time I would actually say that a digital is not a bad deal is like Steam. Or, or an online service game. Uh, I still want to do online services, no. The, the but that's what, that's what I mean, though. Why would you buy a physical copy of, copy of Des Destiny 2? Uh, if you can only play it with the servers connected and yeah, they die? Yeah, now that's a if good thing. there's certain is... games that are only online, there's nothing wrong with buying the digital version, in my opinion. Like I just mentioned to Adam, Godfall. Yeah, like yeah. if it's an online game all the time, then you might as well buy the digital version. There's no reason to own a physical edition unless you really are a stickler for, like, collector's editions or anything like that. Sure. Yeah. But otherwise, yeah, just buy physical every time. But, like, in a case of a game like, like Steam, for an example, yeah. Steam, if it has a game like that on there and then they take the game down, if you already own the game, you get it's to yours. still... It's yours. It's that's... yours. You still get to play it. They yeah. never, the only they never way that take... will happen is also like an, a cataclysm happen, and Steam just like this falls. The company falls in a sinkhole with well, all the servers. Well, it's not even just that either. It's also the idea that if Steam ever goes down, they've said that they'll either a find a way to reimburse you for the game, or the monetary value of the game was worth. Yes, and so. I trust Steam on that, but again, like if that game would have gone down from their store, mm -hmm. they would still let you play the version that you own. You can't buy it anymore, right. but you'd still be able to play it because yep. it's on their servers and you still own it. Yep, and I only owned one, Ultimate Alliance 1 and 2 on the 360. I never bought it on the PC. Yeah. Don't have a 360, don't own an Xbox, so I can't play it through that system. 
That sucks. I so I bought the games off eBay for like thirty five a piece because like brand new on Amazon, Ultimate Alliance One goes for ninety bucks. Yeah, that's not bad for a three sixty for the three sixty version for ninety dollars. And I was like, what? So I go onto eBay, buy the first and second game for sixty total, and then find out that I can't play it. Well, I just I was like having a physical copy anymore because look at what's going on with this whole entire licensing nightmare anymore. Right. Where, like you own something like let's just say, okay, I go to the next level and just say Sony's like uh, all your old PS games that you bought digitally are no longer good. Just to say the worst case scenario. I don't think they're doing that anymore. But I mean they could. But they could. And then all of a sudden it's like, whoa. That's why I won't get rid of that. I have it preloaded with all the games yeah. from the PlayStation 4 era that I know I like. So even if those games die on the store, theoretically I should still be able to play that stuff. Unless it requires an internet connection. But I'm going through. I have like a massive list. I bought one game that Andrew is iffy about, DMC. Because I'm getting all the Devil May Cry's see, in physical DMC, form. So, I So DMC, I Devil May Cry, I was really iffy about it before. Mm-hmm. But then it was one of those things that I started to look more into it, and I started to realize, it's like, this game is its own separate continuity, yeah. so I shouldn't care. Right. And that's honestly the way that I feel about it now, is I can separate it because it's like, it's its own separate continuity, this isn't the same Dante, it's not the same Virgil. Sure. I, I'm not one of those people that if it's its own separate continuity that I can't dare look at another interpretation of a game. And that's ah. what this is, it's another interpretation I, of I a game. I know I'm the minority of when it comes to that game, I love that game. That's my favorite out of all the DMC universes. Yeah, it's, mine it's, too. That, that is my favorite. Yeah. I like it. Yeah, I mine really too. do. Uh, looking at the game, like, what little bit I've been able to play, because for some reason my computer doesn't like running it for some reason, I still need to figure that out. Uh, I will say that the art style of the game is really good. I like yeah. the art style. Well, I the gameplay the- is Okay, it's not as good as DMC three, in my opinion. Still, do they have the back and forth between like the angel and the demon stuff in no. DMC three? Because no. D- uh, in the original Devil May Cry, you were your mother was human, and your father was a devil, we a demon. Yeah. yeah. And in Sparta, in DMC, you are a Nephilim, You're right. which is an angel and a demon. Yep. So he's asking about like the angel versus devil motif. So yeah. the first game. There's kind of a hint with that with the final boss, Mundus, oh, which yeah. you'll yep. remember here in Devil May Cry. I beat uh, one. I beat the first yeah. DM, Devil so, May Cry. So that's kind of like a theming there. It's not really like clear if he is just a pure demon or if he's a demon taking on the aspect of an angel, which is what I think it is. He just takes on that form. The second game, it, nobody counts. It doesn't count. No, second the, game sucks. Yeah, the second game doesn't exist. The third game has more themings of that again with like enemies that are kind of angelic, but they're still demons. Mm. So that theme really isn't there. It's not until the fourth game do they really start going with that trope of, like, Nero is in the church, but it turns out the church is actually bad. In huh. the in, in, Angels are bad, and, like, demons are also bad, but he's also good, so whatever. Like, yeah, it's like not all... Am I insane for actually wanting that game when I buy the rest of them? What, DMC? DMC 4? Well, for one thing, I looked on eBay and I looked on Amazon. For some reason, the only version of DMC Devil May Cry 4 that I can find is a Japanese import. That's really weird. I can't find Um, the other one. I think from last time I checked, DMC 4 really just didn't... Like, people were so excited how it looked. And I hate to say, they did a Catch-22 thing where they, like, they did the same thing for Metal Gear Solid Twin Snakes, where they kept showing off Snake, and demos they kept showing off Dante. Oh, you're, you're thinking of, uh, you're thinking of, uh, uh, Sons of Liberty. Not Twin Snakes. Twin Snakes is oh, the, I'm sorry, yeah, Sons is of the Liberty. GameCube remake of the first game of the PS1. <laughs> sorry. But, um, 
it, they did do that like where they were constantly originally showing and then like i think the game like a month before the game came out oh here's this character virgil that you're gonna be playing more of and I, or everyone was just like but I don't wanna. No, the, even in I thought it was Nero. Nero, but oh, no, Nero. no. Even in Game Informer, when I back would read Game Informer back in high school, like there was talks of all the time of Nero being the playable character. Yeah. The thing was is that everybody was looking forward to Nero, but then I, I don't know who on in Capcom was dropped on their head over and over and over again to decide <laughs> that Nero should only have one set of weapons through oh, the right. entire game. Yeah. And, and so it, people got upset at the game because it's like, okay, well, like, where's Dante? Like, and it's not because they don't want Nero as a character. It's just because of, like, okay, well, Dante is just more mechanically deep and fun to play with. Nero yeah. is boring. From a gameplay perspective, Nero is boring. Yeah. Oh, yeah, and 4, he's, he is a very bad character in 4. No, he's fine. It's just the fact that every... No, I just didn't like him as at all as a character. Oh, like, if you're talking, like, writing as a character? No, his writing sucks. His exactly, writing that's awful. what I'm saying. Like, that's why he's boring to me. He's, no, like, not a unique character at no, all. No, he's not. He's a, he's a cardboard cutout of a character, and it's just like, okay, this character sucks. He's and Dante, just as a Diet Coke version. No, he's not even uh. Dante. Well, Dante Coke has zero. Da He's Coke zero then, okay? Da Dante has, like, attitude. Dante has, like, a personality. Nero is just like, I want my girlfriend. And it's like, okay, well, what's so special <laughs> what? about your girlfriend? And it's like, uh, his girlfriend is actually somehow another less of a, like, personality than he, he is. Like, she's just cardboard. Mm -hmm. <laughs> she sucks. She she is the worst girlfriend ever in video games. Like, she has nothing going for her. She, like, I guess if you think she's pretty, but, like, she has no personality. She doesn't say anything. She does nothing to the story. She's just useless. They fridge her immediately. So it's just like, okay, well, she has to be taken away somewhere. So Nero has a reason to be involved in the story. And it's just like, it, it's so bad. Uh, and then Dante shows up halfway through the game. And then Dante is just a joy. He's yeah. just a joy from start to finish. He just completely takes that game and just like says, you know what? This game sucks. I'm here. Let's rock. Let's rock. <laughs> yeah, pretty much. This party's getting crazy. It's time for yeah. pizza. But, yeah, time for but pizza. No, like, I, I feel like if there is a certain single player game that you love and have a passion, buy the physical version. Buy the physical version. I mean, I'm even, I'm, I have it on the Vita, but I'm even buying the physical copy of the Final Fantasy X, ten two remaster. Yeah, the I, combo. Have, I have both of them still as physical copies still. Uh, I'm I'm even getting I mean did I already say Cyberpunk I'm no. actually getting the the um the day one edition hey. of 2077 because I like that game I have to go to Best Buy and they have the cool metal tins for like three bucks like the the the, the special edition like oh. case Do you want me just to get it for you so you can just like throw it somewhere and make it look cool Do it I could okay. if it's three dollars okay. Yeah I'm I don't to go to I'm going to Best Buy this week I have to I don't normally like collector's tins because when they're next to my the rest of my games it just seems super out of place and like no. big and bulky well, you see that's why my, my collector t um, tins itself yeah. are in its own little section for like a sure. special edition like I had for my Halo stuff yep but yeah, and I'm even getting. I mean, I know Andrew doesn't like Last of Us Two, but I'm. I went oh. on. I went online and I looked at every good, Please. quote unquote, good game for the PlayStation Four, and I'm basically buying up everything. No, no. no. Why, why would you get it? My thing because is because I. I just want it. Yeah, but, just get the first one. Yeah, the first one's amazing. The first, yeah, the first one's actually good. Do not buy the second one. Do not. Is, is, is the second one that bad? I haven't actually ordered that no, yet. No, no, no. My opinion is this. Okay, for the mechanics of the game, it's. It works. They're good. They they're not bad. They're not crappy. The problem that I have is is that you've taken this story, this right. character, and you turned it into instead of a survival horror, now you turn it into more of like 
like again in 80s action movie in my opinion where your character she's doing is it things. the same con- uh, concept as going from resident evil 3 to 4 no Oh. No, 4 it, it, was a new style of how the game was to be played with the camera. Let me... How do I explain it like this? The problem is is that in Resident Evil, you're comparing two like, gameplay styles. Yeah. And, and the whole scene of the game t- changes as it goes from less of like a horror game to the action game. But yeah. even then, like even back when like Code Veronica came out, like Resident yep. Evil was starting to lean towards action at that point. Yeah. But the, uh, the problem with Last of Us 2 is that it takes this very well like deeply woven narrative into gameplay and it turns it into this like it's like a polaroid it's just it's a complete 180 in terms of what they were going for Mm -hmm. writing and storytelling and so even if the game is mechanically sound it's just it's bad the character Mm. and the writing is bad where they took everything with the story is just bad it's just it's like following up lord of the rings with like a pop-up book for children. Like, no, no, no. That, it's, like, it's like watching the original hmm. trilogy of the Lord of the Rings, and then all of a sudden your friend goes, hey, let's watch the 1978 Lord of the Rings cartoon <laughs> live yeah. action. No, that's right. my opinion. That, that's a good take of it, but uh, let's let's take it even a step further. Let's just say you just watch <laughs> the entire Lord of the Rings Fox trilogy, and it's like, this is pretty good. I can see where this is going. I like this. Or like you watch the first two movies, it's like, okay, now we get to see The Return of the King. I can't wait to see what it is. And you watch an Ube Ball movie. Like that's literally how Silent the, Hill. That that's that's liter- a that's a really good analogy. That's literally the quality of the writing. It uh, goes from really freaking good, and the first Last of Us is worth playing. It so is, like not worth it until maybe it goes to like five bucks. No, I'd still say it's not worth really? it. Really, that, that bad? Huh? That's how. And, and you know, I, I don't know a way to say it without like being incredibly crude about it. But let's just say that what they did to these characters is nothing like worse than like actually killing them like uh, i don't know like this is just like the first what move like the first game just had like a really well sound writing to it yeah and then it's like if these were real people they literally just strangled them then threw them on, like strapped their legs to center blocks and threw them in the ocean and just watched them drown it's like it's that bad huh. that it's not worth supporting that game in any capacity in my uh. it is that awful and that's saying a lot because like if, if you could look past all the bad writing and look into the gameplay, it's like, okay, this isn't awful for gameplay, but, like, you really have to be blind to writing and to characters to really go that shallow of a route. Uh. And, and and that's the thing, is that the first Last of Us is really, really heavy on the writing. It, it, huh. It's in your face the whole time. Think of the, like, the, take the, the, like, the Walking Dead with everything that's good from the Walking Dead and toss out everything that's stupid and dumb and boring about the idea, because it's just the premise of the idea. Yeah, if you like the, do you like the Walking Dead? No. Or did you not? <sighs> I got bored with that show. See, this one's different, though. Did, like, did you play the, ta- did you see the Tall I played game? the first episode of the Tall Tale game on iPad. Did you like the writing at <laughs> yeah, all? Yeah, it was fine. So, I'm trying to think of, like, if you could, like, get really into it, so I don't know, I think like, he will. If you liked even that a little bit, like you could get behind the writing and the like the drama and the like the tense atmosphere of the game, hmm. The Last of Us One has that in space. See, okay, so I have to clarify, and yeah, I'm crazy for actually doing the physical thing. I think, but I own Last of Us Remastered on the PS5 because I had the PS4 version. I got a free upgrade or something. They, they just play that. I have all play well, The reason that I'm buying these though is the slight paranoia that I have that if this stuff goes away I can never buy it again 
So, so I want the physical games because this is the reason I'm buying these high-profile ones. It's just like if it's a, if it's a game that's supposed to be really good, and I'm gonna be maybe nostalgic for it. Yeah. Then I'm gonna say ten years down the line, assuming my PlayStation Four still works and I take good care of it, I want to play this, but I can't go to the store and buy it. And, and that's a, so and I'm trying to prevent that. That's a really good point, and I can respect that point. But the key word you said there is really good games. Yeah. And, right. and so this is the scenario of me who was like a big fan of World of Warcraft can tell you right now. Sure. There's absolutely zero reason you should ever spend money on Blizzard ever again at this point. And no. I can tell that to people and vehemently mean it. I just bought Diablo 2. Yeah. And, and, you know, again, more power to you if you're like not paying attention to the drama. But after 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 just the treatment to the Warcraft community and the World of Warcraft community, especially after the Warmaster Reforged. Yeah. I did not even pay attention to the drama of that. And oh, my Lord. I, if I would have known that happened to the war, like the, uh, to that community, I probably would have quit WoW back at that point. What they did to that community is disgusting. How long ago? Uh, the, I don't know when it was. I watched a video on it because I didn't really, I, I'm not a big RTS guy. So I never, right. I never really looked into the Warcraft games. Yeah. All the remaster of Warcraft 3 where you can't play the old one anymore. You can't play the old one. All oh, custom yeah. matches are gone. There's no ranked ladder. Yes. They lied about everything. Yep. The game looks awful. And it's just like, if I would have known they did that to that community a long time ago, I would have just stopped supporting Blizzard right into there. Ah. That That's one of the most disgusting things I've ever seen. I want to say that was like two years ago. I can't believe. I think about two and a half or almost three years easily. I, I yeah. cannot believe I missed that storm. If uh, I would have. Oh, seen... I my friend bought it because we that is like what we used to do constantly was play with all the RTSs because he had two computers and so he was just like, hey, that, that come if, on over and play StarCraft or play World of, you know play the RTS World of Warcraft with us. If I would have known that Blizzard treated its community that poorly back then, especially its Warcraft community, I probably would have stopped playing there. That, going back and actually doing some research and looking into that, that outrages me, not even as a fan of Warcraft. Huh. That, that is probably one of the most egregious things I've seen in terms of developers treating it some, like, customers that way. That, that just, that disgusts me on, like, yeah. an emotional level. That was just painful to watch. Sure. That, that's just as bad as, like, Nintendo, sometimes how they treat their community. Mm-hmm. Like, that's just... That's just wrong. Like it's it's treated like Nintendo and like all this other stuff was like you know, here's like there's like if you're this little fan and you finally get to meet your like the artist that you love so much and they treat you like crap. That's that's the best way sure. to describe yeah, it. Yeah, it's worse than that honestly cuz like even the Diablo 2 remaster like unless Blizzard's really starting to actually focus and actually worry about the quality of their games again, I can see that the Diablo 2 remaster is going to be the same thing as Warcraft. It's going to be a very disappointing just oh, pile hey. of, of of just problems. Yeah, and PC just... side, yeah, I haven't had any issues with Switch. But OW, OW2 and Diablo 4, 2023, and my one friend was also talking to me, going like, Hey, Adam, you know that realistically, like, we're getting gypped on um, Overwatch and all. I'm like, what do you mean? Well, look at Apex. How many characters have they added? They've done this season. They've added all these characters. New maps. We have gotten maybe, was it, a total of four characters. Yeah. And two maps out of how many years? That's a... That is a... I didn't even think about it. It's bad. For the, for the amount of content that they pushed out for Overwatch the, is not that great, in my opinion. The problem is is that it's not the amount of quality. It is... Or the amount of quantity. It's the quality of the updates. A lot of the Overwatch characters are just bad, are just not playable, and they're not fun. And it's like, okay, well, why haven't you been balancing characters like you said you were doing? And it's like... Yeah. Effort. Screw it. <laughs> 
screw it. And that's Blizzard in a nutshell. They're, they tell you that they know what they're doing and they don't like you thinking for them. I used to follow Overwatch constantly on Twitter and I, every time there was a new character, I'm just like, I can't wait to read all what this. I was like, Brigitte's broken. Blah, right. Blah, blah. That's what I was just thinking. Fixed her. All of a sudden, they fix her. Same people, the same next the next day that they get fixed. The same person. What did you do to Brig? She's unplayable now. It's yeah, she hot. what? That's exactly what happened. When she came out, she was so disgustingly overpowered. Oh, yeah, dude. You could, you could survive just standing in there and swinging the mace of death and just somehow keep living. Yeah, no, because her she was just absolutely broken on release. And so they had to hammer her into the ground because that's what Blizzard does. They can't just... Maybe we should just try to, like, tweak a little bit here and there. No, they're just like, okay, let's just basically nerf everything about this character. And then it's like... But then why did you even bother adding this freaking character if you were no, just going to make them unplayable? And that, that's Blizzard in a nutshell. So, like, even if they would have only added four characters in a few maps, if they would have been constantly tweaking characters to make them more fun and playable and actually have a diverse, like, reason to play the game, then that would be one thing. And to kind of, like, go off in a little bit of a tangent here, the, the thing about Overwatch is that at least when you buy Overwatch, it's only $60. And so once you've bought it, you own it. Still? Is it still 60 I think it is. Overwatch? Yeah. No, you can go to, like, um, last time I checked, it was 20 bucks digitally, but that was a while back. And I know that you can buy the fiscal copy for 20 bucks too. So, so even if you can buy the game $20 right now, you know, I would actually even argue, you know, to play Devil's Advocate here, I would say that's not a terrible deal for $20. No. But the problem is, is that it's still the idea that, like, once you pay the $20, that's fine. And, like, that's it. Like, the game is in that final state. And, and whatever playtime you get out of it, if it's worth $20 to have the amount of playtime you have with it, then that's fine. Whatever. The issue comes when it comes to games like World of Warcraft or any other other, like, ongoing services that you have an online monthly fee for. Then it's like the quality of the content is generally so bad that you can't even justify spending the base price of the game, yet alone $15 a month. No. And, that's, and that's where it becomes awful. Hmm. But, like, Diablo 2, like... I just can't wait to see what they're going to do to screw up Diablo 2. I can't wait for that to come out. It's just be awful. I'm happy with it on the Switch. Uh, the PC version, so servers are crap. Yeah. That's all I'm hearing right now. My one friend's like, I want to play, but I can't connect. Yeah. Hmm. So I was like, is it on you, or is it just that he's like, I think there's some server issues. Like, uh, seriously, like, I feel like we're going to see a Titanic happen in Blizzard. And just because, like, right now, no one, I, I feel like no one's really, like, working on anything in my opinion no they're not there's pretty much a just a it's a full damage control right now like it's a titanic seal the bulkheads we're going down yeah that's kind of what's going on at blizzard right now and it's kind of sad to see except i kind of actually am happy to see it after all these years of them treating their customers like subhuman filth well, wasn't, yeah, wasn't there something on say reddit or youtube or something that said bobby kotick took like a 50 percent pay cut this, this yeah year? but he still got his all of his bonuses though yeah he still got all oh. those bonuses so even that that's like that's like something that's so that's like absolutely top like again, I know that Nintendo ain't perfect. They do a lot of business practices that when you stand here going like you're really just like alienating your fan base. But when the U, the Wii U, or when the DS, the 3DS launched, they were doing terrible for profits, and all the people, the head up people, took a massive pay, pay cut, cut to keep their employees. The, the Paid. The, the Wii U was selling at a loss when it came out. Exactly. And, and a lot of consoles isn't sometimes... That, mo I was going to say, isn't that most consoles? Most consoles will do that, but the but Wii U But this was worse because yeah, of the whole tire, like... The Wii U is worse. ...console and the handheld mode itself. Yeah, oh. but the thing like with the Kodak is that people are like, oh, he took a pay cut. It's like, no, he didn't. He really didn't. He still makes so much money hand over fist, it's disgusting. So, like... He's not doing anything. The, it, only th the only thing Bobby Kotick could do at this point for me to actually trust him would be for him to, like, actually just distance himself off this planet, like, in space, and just 
towards the he sun. He can call Jeff Bezos and get launched into space together. Yeah, and they could just not come back. Honestly, he's a pretty disgusting human being, and his business practices like, and his personality is just absolutely awful. And, and he has no point just being anywhere. Like, I just don't like him. I have nothing yeah. good to say about the guy. When you he's hear disgusting. all these CEOs, when they always say, I'm taking a pay cut. Yeah. They're, you're not actually doing the math of like how much bonuses they've given themselves, and they usually compensate by taking a pay cut by giving themselves a bigger bonus. Yeah, ah. like to give you an idea, like even during like COVID, like he made an exponential amount of money. He did, and he did nothing. He did nothing. He didn't do a single thing for the company. So he basically got gold medal by like walking a mile. Huh. Like, and that's effectively what most like people said. And it's like, yeah, it's not really worth investing in that because like he's not doing anything with the company. He's just watching it sink. And that's all he's doing. He literally is. Now, one huh. thing that like I thought was very interesting, and I'm kind of wondering since the whole entire like, Vanguard thing came out, which um, all I'm going to say is right now for the multiplayer is once I switched cross-play and stopped playing with PC players, things got better. But they are doing something weird and I don't know if it's going to work. They have created dummies. There are these weird program dummies, and they're throughout the entire map of Warzone. And what it's supposed to do is, if someone is using an aimbot or hacking, the characters automatically program to lock onto that and repeatedly fire and try to take it out. Yeah. <laughs> now, if it shoots it so much and it can't register that it's not real, it gets put into like a system to be reported to verify and everything like that. But again, as long as I can go on the computer, type up make me a new thing even if i get banned and start a new profile for warzone it doesn't change anything of stopping hackers yeah so many people like have been caught on streams i know i just told you i hope bungie and a bunch of other companies do go after that company that is making those hacking devices for console players and i want it gone <laughs> yeah that's 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 something that's going to be a hard uphill battle. Going after hackers is always tough. But I guess, like, to go back to, like, what you were saying before about buying a game that's worth, you know, like, buying it now so you can play it later. There are some games that are actually so worthless that you shouldn't even bother. Last of Us 2, in my opinion, is on the same quality of shovelware that you would get, like, in the PS2. Like, oh, ah. here's here's Barbie's Island Adventure well, game. Here, here's, well, pro, I mean, like, here's Pro Bass Fishing 2018. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, that's that's Last of Us Two. You know it's like not do? not all of the games that I'm getting are tra like considered trash. Like I'm I'm gonna get the entire God of War collection. Yeah, that's worth it. Like that's worth one, two, three, that's Ghost of Sparta, it. and yeah. uh, Change of Olympus. Often, uh, and um, Ascension, if I could find it tomorrow, yeah. I'll take you to GameStop and we can go look and see if they have a cheap version of Last of Us Part Two. Don't just even, don't even like don't even spend the money. Don't support it. Well, I, don't support it. Don't support Last of Us Two Part no. Two. No. Okay. Like that's that's the other thing I'm trying to make here. Don't give them money. Don't give them money. Same thing when they oh let's make the, let's go watch the Monster Hunter movie. No, that's the exact reason these stupid things get. I torrented made. that, and that movie sucked. Yes, it's thank terrible. you. Just pirate it. It's I pirated that movie and watched half of it and shut it off. Well, I, the, that's bad. Everybody had the same idea. Let's go watch the Emoji movie, and in the one weekend it makes like six point two billion dollars because everybody wanted to go laugh at this stupid <laughs> movie. And then wow, look at that. We're gonna get another movie because everybody wants to go spend money on this. Support companies when it's worth supporting them yeah. and don't spend money on them when they do something stupid. That's no, why agree. these things keep happening. Yeah, and yep. I, I like my thing is just this. It's like, okay, now like after what they did with Last of Us Part 2, and where what mindset and like story can they go now to part for a part 3? Cuz there's going to be a part 3. But like I feel like you just jumped that shark of just making it just like pure on like 
instead of survival horror action-y. Like, again, that's what ruined Dead Space. Dead Space 1 was that fantastic survival horror game, and then EA just turned it into, like, this, like... Act- sp- too action-y? Like, too action-y space shooter. Hmm. Guilty Gear Strife. Character select music. Gear Strive Requiem To play devil's advocate for Last of Us, the thing that they would have to do at this point is we've seen games do this before where the first game's awesome, the second game is whatever. Hey, we're just talking about Devil May Cry. Yep, yep, yep. But what they really need to focus on for the third game is go back to the drawing board with writing. And that's what people loved about the first game. The first game has a very, very controversial ending to it. Mm-hmm. And it was one of those things that for years people could not stop talking about it because it was again it was one of those things where people really thought that Joel was an absolute monster of a human being or there are people that are like no I, I actually understand why he did what he did yeah. and, and and it started these discussions and it was really interesting and it's like well that's what we want more of in the second game we want these thought provoking you know ideas in writing we want this like what is right what is wrong like how can we see things from two perspectives sure and instead of them taking that into a deep way they basically just took that into the most stupid way of like well actually killing is bad and stuff and that's that's last of us two script in a second Uh, the first one is like oh my god i don't want to kill this person but they're giving me no choice i have to do something yeah, or it's even the idea of like, wow, Joel actually just doomed humanity, and it's like, no, they were about to doom themselves if you paid attention. Well, yeah, attention. if you paid an honest attention, the Fireflies were incompetent organization. They were. Yeah, no, they're they completely were. incompetent. Wasn't there a scientist that got bit by a monkey? He, he got bit by his own monkey. <laughs> and that yeah. was infected with the virus. Yeah, so like, like they're trying to cure this, and it's, it's pretty much just like, instead of like looking at all the pastry dishes of like them doing the stands the scientist is licking all of them yeah this one tastes like snozberries yeah like that's effectively how like incompetent the fireflies are in the first game but again it still comes down to the idea that it it makes a good backdrop for somebody like Joel to go in there and to be himself and how he flourishes as a character And, and again that's the really interesting aspect of it but in the second game not only do they kill Joel off they have Ellie as the main character, and instead of taking her in any sense of, like, sensible direction for writing, they kind of just make her a John Rambo mm. as a little girl, and it's just like, this is awful. Ah. And so, and so, if the third game, if they really wanted to, like, actually fix the game, they would have to really, like, go back and just, like, write Ellie's character. Or it, maybe they could just write even new characters and, like, say, hey, you know what, the second game was a mistake, we're just... We're going to focus on the it same It never universe. happened, just like Highlander 2. Yeah, and, 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 <laughs> and, and they could do that. And again, and it's interesting because even if it comes back to developers at this point, and again, this is like another like sidestep off the topic, is 
you know, even if like Naughty Dog just came out and said, hey, you know what? We're sorry. You know what? <laughs> You're right. It sucks, and we're just going to own up to it. They they wouldn't? I, I could have swore I heard something about Amy Henning spearheading a new Marvel project. They're working on another Marvel game, and Amy Henning's the lead, and she was the lead on the Uncharted series. Yeah. She made Uncharted, she led, like, the charge for, the, for Uncharted, I think. And she's now working on a, an unannounced Marvel game. Hmm. Uncharted 4 wasn't terrible writing-wise. I had that for free on the PlayStation 5. It wasn't nearly as bad as 2 and 3 in terms of writing, but, you know, the fourth game actually was a bit more respectable. See, I really liked 1. I liked 1. See, that's not on my list. sorry, I just threw it in my mouth. That's fine, I mean... I got Shadow of the Colossus and Eco Collection in there. That's good. I'm gonna get that one. That's really good. But... But it's one of those things that, like, if Naughty Dog actually just came out and actually apologized to the community, I think that's I think that's the right move to make. Sure. And, 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 and they're not going to do that. That's the problem is that no developer anymore really wants to do that. Like Blizzard, Blizzard never has ever once admitted to their faults ever. No. Not a single time. Did the Avengers people do that? Did they apologize to the community oh, for God, such no, a? And if you can't, no. Pretty much what happened was they're just like, yeah, this game right here, we're. We're going to be nice and awesome to you guys, and instead of making you guys pay for DLC, it's all going to be free. And then all of a sudden, the catch 2020 was, hey, everything cosmetic-wise is paid. You have to pay for it. Yeah. And if you want it, you have to grind so much to where that game is so, like, you don't want to play it. Right. Just imagine playing, like, I think it's like six missions or more. I can't remember anymore with all the DLC that's come out. And just imagine, like, playing over and over with your friends and grinding. Unlike Destiny, there's strikes, there's raids, there's dungeons, and there's all this other stuff going down. And the Avengers game didn't have anything to deliver. All that they said on the report was, yes, Avengers was a failure. This is what this, the whole entire, like, landscape of, like, idea of what we're supposed to do with this game. It's done. We're yeah. not doing you know, you got the Black Panther DLC, you're done. November 30th, Spider-Man's coming out. But that was supposed to come Ooh. out day one. For uh, PS... PS uh, Ouch. Day PlayStation one orders. was supposed to have Spider-Man. But, yeah, like I said, if Naughty Dog was to like, turn around and actually apologize for like Last of Us 2 and say, like, okay, we're gonna... We're gonna go back and we're actually gonna try to like do this right. I'm this gonna time. title this episode "We Hate Naughty" or "Uncharted" or, or not "Uncharted" but "Last of Us 2. Yeah, no, it, it, it was really that bad. We, but... We've been harping on this for like 20 minutes. Yeah, Who but cares? like even I when, mean, this is fine. But like even when it comes to like Blizzard again, it was the same thing. Like, and what I'm gonna lead, there is a point to this. But like Blizzard, when we had BFA come out, everybody told BFA like told Blizzard like this isn't ready. This is not ready. This isn't good. What you guys have here is wrong. We've given you so much feedback. You have your entire beta testing team that is telling you this is awful. What are you doing? Didn't they say the same thing for Mr. Pandaria? Uh, no, Mr. Pandaria actually had a lot of positive. Oh. Uh, Even beta. for all the gripes that, like, you know... I thought people were like, you, pandas. No, that was me. That so, was me. The, oh. the, the, so the problem is, is that that's an aesthetic choice to people who are hating. It's like, oh, we don't like this race. <laughs> but the content was good? The content was good. Oh. And so that was why Mr. Pandaria succeeded. It wasn't the fact that pandas were in the game. It succeeded because the content was good. Oh. And, and people were okay with it. Now, the issue with BFA is that the beta was so awful and the content was so terrible and people tried telling Blizzard, like, this is wrong, this is wrong, this is wrong, you got to fix this. And they just said, don't worry, we'll, we, we know what we're doing. And then it came out and it was just a dumpster fire. And, and one mm -hmm. of the things that they did do is that they said, okay, well, we're going to delay the beta by two weeks just to 
check things, and they didn't do anything. They literally didn't do a single thing, and they just went with it. And it's just like, okay, what was the point of the delay? Why, why are you guys pretending you give an actual crap about your game and what you're doing, and you don't? Uh-huh. And, and, and what is about to lead into this is that we actually just had a live letter from Final Fantasy uh, two days ago. And what ended up happening is that they just said, hey, we need to delay Endwalker by two weeks. And we're sorry. That's not bad. And here's the thing. They went up on stage and they actually said, we're sorry for anybody who's put off time off for this. Oh, yeah, I'd be mad. And, and that's the thing is that, you know, they know their players. Yeah. They know their players. They are thinking of the players first and foremost. And they're like, we're sorry. We are very sorry. We're like, we apologize. We know people did this. But we cannot, in good faith, launch the game in its state that it is now. Everybody learned a lesson from Cyberpunk, right? Because we have to QA test better, and we don't want this to launch awful. We want to make sure our service can handle it. We know we have an influx of players, and we want this to be the best experience we can be. We apologize to everybody. And and that right there, and you know what the the community's reaction to it was? A lot of people kind of gave an exasperated, like, okay, like, it sucks I took off time, but, like, it's understandable. Better than having four-hour queue times like New World did. Exactly, but it's still (laughs) this... It's but, still this idea, though, that the community was like, okay, like, thank you. Like, thank you for talking to us. Thank you for letting us know. Thank yeah. you for, like, being there. Like, now, if your game is still launched awfully, like, we're going to come down hard on you. You yeah, know sure. this. Right. But it's still this idea that, like, you know, the, 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 the developer asks for forgiveness, and the player's like, okay, we trust you. you you've given us reason to trust you before. We trust you. Un, un, and, like, Blizzard, no. But Naughty Dog, probably the same thing. They're going to be like, Last of Us 3, we're actually going to make Ellie just like, here in this uh, part of the episode, she eats a baby because we want to show <laughs> I how I mean, much. If, if, if 2 is as bad as what you're saying, is anybody going to care? That's the problem. Nobody's at this point is probably going to care. Mm. And, like, that's really sad to see. And all Naughty Dog would have to do is go out and say, like, a formal, like, okay, you know what? We listen to player feedback. We listen to everybody. Uh, yeah, the writing was awful. You know what? Let's let's just face brass tacks here. You know, if one writer in our com- like company says it was good writing, and like ninety nine percent of everybody who's played this game says it's awful writing, they're wrong, and we should recognize this. Yeah, we should fix this. And, and, and if they did something like that, like fans would come back in a heartbeat. Fans would be like, okay, you know what? You have our trust. You talk to us. You understand why we don't like this. Let's try again. Let's try again. Let's build this better. I have never seen such a huge divide of between like reviewer scores from like an industry of like magazines and a bunch of other things to actual gamers playing the game, to where they're just like, no, I don't like this story, and the all you get to hear is still like, well, you know, you just don't know what you want. Yes, they. So it's either the reviewers have bad taste or they're being paid off. They're being paid off. Reviewers don't like (laughs) bombing any game because that would require them to a either have like an actual opinion on it or actually have to play the game or they're worried about killing their I, I don't, don't want to say reputation more it's like contacts or it's whatever like, it's, it's their pretty, funding yeah it's not just funding it's like hey you know this game's coming out soon since we reviewed this game too is there any chance that I can get this copy again and we can review that's, this game that's what I mean it's like if, if IGN's I'm going to use Greg Miller he doesn't work at IGN anymore but say Greg reviewed a new Insomniac Spider-Man game. The guy's a big Spider-Man fan. He says, oh, Spider-Man 2 sucks. Yeah. And then he'd be like, well, I shouldn't say that because then Spider-Man 3 comes out. They're not going to want me to review it because I trashed the last game. But that is such a... He dis- wouldn't do that. Just to clarify, 
Yeah, but, but that I'm is just such a disgusting mentality to have, though. It's like, do they think that way, though? You think? Oh, absolutely. Yeah, absolutely. Huh. Like, it's a disgusting mentality to have because you know, and that's one of the things I even enjoyed in some of the older game informers I had. I actually remember going back and reading them, and sometimes there would actually be scores of one reviewer saying, "You know what? I gave this game a four because it's not something I like." But they give an like they give a very subjective opinion on it. It's like, look, I'm not the type of person reviewing this game. I don't like this. And then you can take that. So with this is a cuphead scenario with that one dude that couldn't beat the first level. So where it's like, well, if you sucked at platformers, why the hell did you review this game to begin with? Yes, except the problem is, is that I'm going to use a very controversial word here, where he was objectively wrong with everything that he said, and oh. I mean that because he couldn't beat the. I agree with him. You I agree can, with Andrew. You cannot review a game that you really haven't played. It's like me with Bloodborne. Like, it, in my opinion, okay, out of yeah, this group, let's you, see. You, you could give an early impression. Like, you could be like, I can't get very far into the game, but I really like what I've played so far, but like, this I This game can... is relentlessly beating my A. Yeah, so it's like, <laughs> it's maybe like... maybe I'm not the best person to review this, or yeah, look at this, and it's right. like, I can't in good, like, and people would go, okay, well, like, maybe I, as a casual gamer, might look at you and say, this might not be the game for me. Like, he says he can't really play it, and I'm a casual gamer, and I know he's a casual gamer in these types of games. Maybe this isn't the game for me. Like, I, I read all the reviews about these people giving it, like, a 9 or a 10 or whatever, and it's like, okay, well, maybe I I need to listen to somebody like this who can actually take a step back. Yep. And, and in that case, yeah, maybe there is somebody out there who read Cuphead and is like, wow, I too also huff glue, and I cannot play video games. I should not play this game. <laughs> right. and, and in that case, then, wow, his review did something. Yep. But for the 99.99% of the player base out there who knows how to actually hit a <gasps> jump button. Sure. Double jump, sorry. No, double jump. jump. Yeah, sorry. A double jump no, that his review was useless. Yeah. His review was just about as useless as Bobby Kotick working at Blizzard. The thing that I'm noticing anymore is that like there are certain people that are reviewing games where I'm just standing here going like, you don't like any of what you're playing, and it shows that you don't like playing this game. Why are you reviewing this? I was going to say, why would you review a game if you don't like it? Do you know how many times that I used to hang out with all of you guys, and there would be always one game that maybe... I didn't touch, or he didn't touch, or you didn't touch, and when you because like, we don't review games we don't like. Well, not just that, but like there or at least genres we don't like. There could be two of us talking, and we'll both get a different response. Again, I own Dark Souls. I bought it. I caved in and bought it, but I haven't touched it yet. Listening to Andrew talk about playing it, and then listening to you talk about play, it's a, it, it, in my mind's like I'm gonna have a hard time. But this Bloodborne. Still, I don't have Dark Souls. Oh, well. Yeah. But like it, it's still it's still the idea that there's contrast there. That's something that's healthy with yeah. inside of reviews. So especially like game. But there, I have that mindset then where I can just make a choice of going like, well, he says he likes this, but he says it's challenging. But on the other hand, when I listen to Andrew, he talks right. about all yeah. the unique bosses and exactly. the landscape, yeah. and it's beautiful. That's the difference Maybe between I take a chance. bashing yeah. a game just because you suck and actually taking a step back and looking at it objectively and saying, I can see why other people would like this. Yeah, and, and, that's, and that's something that a lot of reviewers don't do. And it's really disheartening, honestly, because again, it's 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 made this really unhealthy landscape in terms of like, okay, well, let's just say Last of Us Two came out. Well, okay, I got to read all the reviews about this. It's like, okay, well, they ranted and raved about it. Now let's go look at the reader reviews, and it's like, okay, well, everybody here says it's the most awful thing they've ever played in their life, which it was, and it leaves people in this really confused state of like, okay, well, who, who do, do I we, believe? Who do I believe? And even at this point, if there were to actually be game reviewers, like, and I'm not saying that it's impossible to like Last of Us 2, like, there could be people out there who legitimately, again, actually, like, you know, do their makeup every day with, like, a nail, then, like, slap it into their eyeball or something, like, maybe somebody out there actually does that, and they say, you know yeah. what, I gave this game a 9, I really enjoyed the compelling... 
sound effects. And, 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 <laughs> it, and maybe that person is out there and they're like, okay, well, maybe somebody else could look at that review. But then you actually have somebody else who is a game critic look at the game and go, no, this game was awful. And then that like can resonate with the like the play, like the viewer base or like other people who actually reviewed the game, like the reader reviews. Uh, but no, almost every single person who plays a game at IGN is going to be like, oh, here's an eight, 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 right. eight, 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 eight. Everything's an eight. Well, yeah, what was the last six that they gave a game? <laughs> yeah, what was the last six they gave a game? They give out sevens and eights like crazy. Crazy. And I think one of the worst examples of that is like Adam was talking about like how Last of Us 2 has one of the most polarizing and that is true it does but even if you go back and look at Warcraft 3 Reforged all of them were kind of like well maybe this is a 7.5 and then one person gave it a 6 and it's like well this is a 7 7 7 7 7 and then reader reviews it's like here's a 0.1 this is legitimately the lowest score we can give this pile of steaming uh, in the like, video game this game is broken this game the basic functions that okay. made the, the yeah, original the, one is amazing and that's not on here yeah. like somebody on Metacritic that would say in terms of Warcraft 3 is like I put over a thousand hours into the original I put 50 into this new one. This is why this new one sucks. Yes, and they could do that. A master at a game could do that. And it's interesting because, like, Adam was talking about how we all... Like, if you were to sit me down and, like, let's just say we had the original Warcraft 3 here, and I know that the original Warcraft 3 is beloved by everybody. Like, I love it, I played it. I love it. But uh, And I can go out and say right now, I'm not an RTS guy. Me either. So, so I would probably say that out of all three of us, I would probably score it the lowest. And, and and that is something that I would tell people, like, well, subjectively, I don't like this. I don't know how I would score an RTS. I hate RTS games. Uh, but had... Warcraft 3, I remember liking. I yeah, don't know. It, like, Warcraft 3 was a pretty casual game. I think there was one of the... I think, was it Red Alert or Red Faction, the... the Command and Conquer? Red Command Fac- and Conquer, yeah. Red Faction is a shooter. Yeah, okay, so yeah, it was uh, Com- uh, Command and Conquer, the one I was talking about. With yeah. That. There I, is I, one that's called Command and Conquer, I, Red Alert. Yeah, I remember actually liking that game because I played it with a friend. Mm. But a lot of that was because I played that with a friend. Sure. And, and I know that. But, like, I could say, okay, I like this game, but, like, do, am I a good person to give a review to this game? Probably not. It's a very casual mindset. I don't play RTSs, so I'd be like... Yeah, this was fun. And then somebody who's a master at RTS is that literally like has like 50 APM or whatever. Like I don't know what like high end actions per minute. It's like probably oh yeah, yeah, 300 or something. I don't know. Maybe like 500 actions per minute. Just like like that person could be like actually mechanically this game is awful. Like blah 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 blah. Like you have to be Korean to be like that. Yeah, but like saying dude, those guys are crazy. Yeah, but like you know, going back and looking at me though, like I'm not somebody who can give like a super like good review on a game like that and i wish that like game informer or like any magazine out there or like websites had that they Mm. don't they just don't right i feel like you're you're getting one person to review this game and you're not getting like one another person's also point of view see that's gonna be interesting again i hate racing games i am not a racist gonna bring that i was just (laughs) i was literally just gonna bring that up forza 5's coming out this week yeah I I've got Game Pass for a dollar. Yeah. I've re resubscribed on the PC. I got it for a buck for like three months or something. So I'm gonna play Forts on the PC, and Adam could download it on his Xbox. We could both talk about that. Yeah. And I guarantee you right now that I love racing games. I don't like those serious kind of racers. I love the Mario Karts. I love when the Forza did the Hot Wheels joke. Yeah. Right. The tracks. Right. I love yep. that. When I actually watched com- my friend play that. That actually kind of looked fun. That was amazing. Like, legitimately, the I don't like racing of, games. rest of the game, I'm just like, nope, I don't need this. I want this yeah, in yeah. my life. But, like, that right there, I saw that Lego, and I was like, okay, this actually kind of is my attention a little bit, but, like, when it comes to hardcore, like, racing, I 
It's the same concept as the people buying Microsoft Flight Simulator just to play the Top Gun DLC. Yeah. Like, yeah, I want to fly that plane. Yeah. But I don't care about the rest of this crap. Yeah, I don't really care about the rest of this crap. It's it's really funny because it, it does show that, like, there's more of a market for those type of things. Sure. Like, to go off on a side tangent, it's like, man, maybe they should actually make, like, a realistic, like, Lego game like Forza had for those things. It's like, damn, like, that really... There was a, there th- was a Lego racing game. It was actually really fun on the N64. But that was back on the N64. Yeah, like, now we have 25 the graf- years ago. Yeah, now we have the graphics like they had for Oh, Forza. I know, but I'm just saying, though, I loved that game on the N64. You could customize and make your own little racer. Yeah, you know? but it's just like... How good did... Oh, man, I can't even think... It was two racers released in 2010 split second and then there was that realistic Mario Kart thing whatever that game was that was just oh, like Mario Kart the there AR was one. The, huh it was it the AR one for your phone no 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 it was on like the PlayStation 3 I think and yeah, like the Xbox I, know he, I just cannot think of its I can't, name I can't it starts with a B I think I, I can't remember the name of it I don't oh, it was it an actual Mario Kart game no but like, it had oh. power ups just like Mario Kart and like Christ. boosts and like missiles and all sorts of stuff, but it was realistic. Wasn't that, wasn't that Jack and Daxter's racing? No, no. Hold on, I'm gonna look it up on my phone. Yeah, no, I know what he's talking about. But no, like, there's just so many. Like, I guarantee you that he's gonna get more enjoyment out of playing this game than I will. Yeah, but like, I guess what it's going into is that it's really sad coming from game reviewer websites that they're probably so worried about having a job the next day by bashing a game, and that's really sad that game companies blur. Act- Blur. Yep, that's what it was called. I don't, I don't remember it. But it's really sad that game companies have, like, such a hold on reviewers that it's like, hey, we're giving you bonuses to say good things about our games. It's just like, that's stupid. That's yeah. really yeah. freaking stupid. When did it, when did something like a game review or game critique go from a hobby to, like, a political outlook? Like, I don't understand it. Like, why, why did it have to become, like, this thing of, like, well, actually, we have to say good things about these games because this is the people paying, you know, our wages. Like, mm-hmm. it's stupid. It's the same thing, like, wow, look at that. All the big oil companies in America are, like, not ever getting looked at because they're also giving money to our senators. And it's just, like, it's the same concept. It's, like, dang, it would be really nice if we actually had, like, transparency here. <laughs> See, that something when you said... uh Whatever you were just talking about, my brain just immediately flashed to the Alan Wake remaster for the PlayStation 5. Yeah. I read an article. I haven't bought it. I love that game. Alan Wake is my favorite game from 2010. Yeah. One of my favorite games ever made. But they said that in the remaster, they took down the Verizon crap, which is great because Verizon uh, ads were all over that game. But they also (laughs) killed the soundtrack and replaced it with... um, what like non? I'm I'm lost in the concept of or the the, the wording of what I'm wanting to say. Uh, copyright. copyright, copyright free music, like the stuff. The original soundtrack to Alan Wake, the original, is not in the remaster. They had to replace all of that music. Yeah, and they took down the the ads. I think they did something with the thermos collecting, which was kind they of ridiculous. Did. They did. Yeah. They like changed the the wording or something. The, the name of like the thermos because thermos is an actual brand. Oh, oops. um. What's your opinion on remasters changing stuff so that it's not necessarily the exact game that you got the first time around? All right. The thing is this, is that when you do a remaster, you always want to do quality of life. You want to look at things that were not that great back, you know, that they were okay back then, but no longer will be a... be okay as a standard. Yeah, I'm just thinking from an Alan in my Wake. My opinion, like, that's that, my opinion. Is like, there's always a part where like there are certain things that are like, this was annoying, this was broken, 
um, we can't you, fix this first. You know, like that's why I always like when you look at certain games. Did you fix this? Did you leave it alone? That could be a touchy subject because, like, let's... I think that's the, that's the best way to look at it. Is like graphically, is it better? Yeah, it is. Okay, are the controls better? Because is the, is the gameplay just as good or better? Exactly. So, so right. like, let's look at something like Ocarina of Time, right? Like, Ocarina of Time has had its N64 debut, but then it's also had a, 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 an HD remaster on the 3DS, right? Yeah. The thing is, is that the remaster of the game fixes mechanical bugs and stuff like that, but it makes the game look better. But it brings the old game to a newer generation of players, and it does have a few quality of life changes, but for the most part, it's basically the same game that it was. Like Link's Awakening on Switch? I need to play it. I don't know oh. enough about Link's that yet. Link's Awakening on Switch, you can actually... The, the only real thing I've noticed for quality of life, per se, is that you can use a controller now. Mm. That's my opinion. I really can't but play like, any more of it because Andrew has it. <laughs> oh, yeah, like that's Skyward Sword. Not, uh, not Link's Awakening, Skyward Sword. Yeah, Skyward Sword. No, I, w- I was talking about Link's Awakening. Link's Awakening. See, I love Link's Awakening so, idea because it was never a serious Legend of Zelda game. It was from get-go. Uh, from when I'm you, just talking like direct, direct you, port from Game Boy to this. You are in a dream. Yeah. You are in a dream of the whalefish. Number two, the entire idea of the island was based on Twin Peaks. The characters saying weird things and all this other stuff going on was from Twin Peaks because that show was so popular back then that the creator wanted to do something like that. This is the first time ever, also, that Link's destroy something. So he, what, what's your point? He just, he literally destroys the island. It's like it's totally offshoot from all the other Legend of Zelda oh. games per se itself. You're always just battling the baddie. You're not actually going to destroy an entire island. Sure. He, the thing about it is that like, and to go off on a tangent, to a the, tangent of a tangent the, of a tangent. The, the thing about Link waking up in that game is that that literally saves his life. He has no choice. Yeah, you're right. Okay. Huh? Link's Link's asleep in that game. Yeah, yeah. yeah. But Link is afloat in the ocean. Yeah. And if he doesn't wake up in the dream, he'll die. Sure. He'll drown. He'll drown. Yeah. So that's why he does it. He's uh, chilling on a piece of wood, yep, just floating. Yep, yep, the, but, yeah, and yeah. so, like, in that case, it's the idea of when Link wakes up, it's not so much that he's destroying the island because he wants to. It's because he has to. If, if he doesn't wake up, he's going to die. Yeah. The, he's going to drown. The, the only thing about Link's Awakening that I think sucks from a narrative standpoint is that it would really would have been great if the game actually, like, made Link go, like... Oh, do I actually want to wake up and like? Are my am I killing all these people? Are these people real? I like they don't go to that existential dread with Link at all. And uh, man, that would have been a really it's cool. It's the narrative. same thing. The same boat where the whole tire like, was it Majora's Mask? Because you're you're pulling a Groundhog Day, but the only difference is, is every time you reset, you're doing something different. So in my mindset, of like, all right, I save this peep this person from this baddie. Now I'm doing this now. Is he gonna live this time, or is he gonna die? That's the you know. But like that's still the issue of like going back in time. So your actions really don't matter. You know the outcome of something of your actions or inactions. But that's not the point of Majora's Mask. The point of Majora's Mask is that you can save everybody so they don't die at the end, and you can still do what you need to do within a three-day cycle perfectly in order to actually obtain that goal. Same thing, kind of like with Undertale. Undertale is the same narrative where you have to play the game over and over and over again. In order to get the best narrative. Like, not over and over and over again. Like, basically, it's the idea of if you play the neutral pay- playthrough, you kill monsters. You don't realize what the consequences of your actions are. And the second playthrough, if you do the pacifist run, is not killing everything. So you realize, like, you can do the Groundhog style of thing where, like, you realize what you're doing is, like, right, morally right now. And you should be doing it this way. Yeah. And that's the idea with it. But, like... Yeah, Majora's Mask is still, like, that. That's, like, the, like, that's kind of the idea, just... 
to a lesser extent. But my point... With yeah, all, sorry, with remasters. This, with this, well, specifically for Alan Wake, the biggest thing, and for me personally with that so, game, soundtrack. So, yeah. They, they took it away. So, let's go back and... The game's gonna be worse. So, <laughs> if that's something that you're nostalgic about with the yeah. game, then yes, absolutely. One of, I, my, one of my favorite games for the PS2 that I love, Makai Kingdom... It has never had a digital re-release, and part of the reason for that is because of licensing, and a lot of that it comes actually comes down to voice actors. Ah. And so, if they told me that, okay, well, we can do an HD remaster of Makai Kingdom, but we have to do a whole new cast of voice acting, I would say, no. I, I part of me would really want to say yes, but part of me knows that if they did that, it would just kill me. Yeah. On it. The best example I have of that is Kingdom Hearts Two. Uh, mm. Uh, what's his name? Billy Zane, I believe. Oh yeah, sure. He did the voice acting for Ansem in Kingdom Hearts One, hmm. and I loved his deliverance of his lines. Hammed it up when he needed to, but good voice acting, hmm. really solid. And they changed it in Kingdom Hearts Two, and it just, uh, I it hurt. It like, just like kills your nostalgia. It did in yeah. a heart, like in a sure. heartbeat. I felt my heart sink. It's just like oh, ah, like, like it hurt. Like what does that do for you? With Destiny, when yeah. they changed the ghost three different times. I hate it. I was so freaking confused. During the Halloween thing, all of a sudden there's a ghost talking. And I'm like, oh, it must be someone else's ghost. And then my friend goes, no, that's your ghost. And I'm like, do you know how annoying it is that his voice has been changed three times? Yeah. And it's one of, and again, it's one of those things that, like, even Final Fantasy X. Hmm. Final Fantasy X, same a- aspect of it. One of the things you're nostalgic about the game is the music. 110%. Oh, yeah. And Listen pe- to the battle music right now in my head. Yes. <laughs> but, like, then if you look at the HD remaster when they change the soundtrack... It, it sucks. Yes. It sucks. The yes. HD remaster music is not, not good. Yeah, and a lot of people are going to go, is it just because you're nostalgic for the old music? No, and it's I like, can listen to that back-to-back. They're, they are different. They are different. Yeah. They're not the same. And then people are like, well, it's a different interpretation. It's like... No. no, your mom is. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, exactly. It's it's not even a different interpretation. They're sonically different. different. Yes, and it's just like it just doesn't work. Yeah. And, and part of people might say, "Well, you're nostalgic for it." It's like, no. Okay, I, I I could make the argument that somebody who's never played the original could play the remaster and say this isn't bad, or they could say that they even like it. But it's a shame because they're not getting the same experience. Sure. We would. And it's the same thing with Alan Wake, like you're getting at, like right. If you were to, like, you would probably, if you were to sit in front of me and say, well, okay, I want you to play Alan Wake, but I only have the remaster, part of you is going to go, do I actually want him to play this? Yeah, see, I don't know if I, well, again, that's 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 what you're just saying. If, if it's somebody that's never experienced it, maybe they wouldn't care. Maybe they wouldn't care, but it's just like, at that point, would you really want them to experience? I mean, not if I was standing in front of them and be like, the, I know the original's better because of the the music in that game. Yeah. I, I it's, it's might like say dealing, no. It's like dealing with the whole entire Star Wars when George Lucas is like, CG's better. I can do this now with all this stuff. And he added with so much dumb crap. Where he, but the Darth Vader no always comes to mind. Where he, no, he, no not, oh, he oh. added a no first. He, yes. he, the Darth Vader does the neuro thing, but be, in the remake, he says no, and yes. then he says no. He he added yes. a first he added no so before much weird that, stuff. and yes. it, it's like why? And again, <laughs> I grew up watching since I think I was like five years old when I first saw Star Wars, and I remember from Veda when the music changes to all this stuff and all the background scenery, and there was just parts where like you know like in the New Hope and Empire Strikes Back, and especially Return of the Jedi. I'm just like why? Why 
why did I I didn't need any more of this dancing weird person singing a music song or at Jabba's freaking oh, palace. Oh yeah. Or how about the most like most controversial thing of like Han Solo shot first and they had to do like the digital thing where he had like did this with his head to make it yep. like he oh god that hurt. Or no, no, they something. also changed it. I thought they changed it again to where they both fire at the same time because George Lucas is just like no, Han Solo is not going to be that evil. He like, like he's a smuggler, you moron. Yes, he's going to shoot first. Yes, ask questions sh- later. Yeah, like, like I don't like that idea. Yeah, there's like it's come on, George. Like just let him, like well, even Han okay. shot first. We all know that Han shot first. Just it's over. Yeah, even, even them adding uh, Hayden Christensen's go- Anakin ghost in replacement that made no of sense the to other me, one. But I was okay with it at the same time though. It, that's just still weird. I don't. It is weird. I don't. I don't not like it, but it's there's, just strange. There's old yeah. man Obi Wan, and here's like, look at me. <laughs> yeah, it's like, why didn't they put the other Obi Wan in there? I no longer look like a burnt toaster. Yeah. That's that's why didn't really they fun. put the younger Obi Wan in there when he was dead? That's right. No, that's true. Actually, that actor was still no, around I'm back saying, then. Yeah, but I'm just saying though, it's like there are certain things where like if they remaster something, and it's just there's parts where I'm just like, why is there so many dobacks? What it? Why? Right. Is, what is the point of this CGI like gigantic like space monster with a speeder bike getting knocked down or something like that? I didn't need it. I didn't ask for it. Why is there a toad thingy chilling outside of Jabba's palace eating stuff? Now? Yeah, that that, <laughs> that there, wasn't but, there before. But again, I, sorry, Return of the Jedi with that part where like it's all of a sudden now it's gonna be a huge song now and dancing and everything. I'm just like no one asked for this. But it's really funny that we're bringing this up as an idea because like when it comes to the idea of remastering old games because like we were talking about like I was talking about Makai Kingdom if, if in a perfect world they could re-release the game again and be like okay well we realize we made this mistake this mistake this mistake this is better this is better this is better we're keeping this voice acting or we're gonna have a way to somehow another magically have the same exact voice actors do the exact same lines just in crisper audio, and like if they could in theory do that all again, would I want them to? You know what? Yeah, I can't argue and say that I wouldn't want that. But that's just not how single player games work. And it's funny to me that we've never had a game company try to really do that. Like, hmm. uh, if, if, if you were to say tomorrow that Nintendo's like, okay, well, we made Arcane of Time, and then we had the HD remaster on the game, on the, you know, the 3DS. What if we did Ocarina of Time again, but this time we're going to keep a lot of the things similar, but we're going to change a ton of stuff about it to where you know you're playing the same game, but we want to show you a true vision of what we wanted. Ah. And, and and if that's the case, then I would be okay with that. But it's funny because that's not how single-player games work, but that's kind of how MMOs are supposed to work. Sure, I could see that. But even MMOs are slow to adapt on that end. Yeah. Like Final Fantasy XIV now, for me playing it, Conceptually, from where it started to where it is now, it is a night and day difference. It is two totally separate games. Sure, actually, I agree. the first 100% thing on that one that I... just popped into my head: Warframe. Warframe's yeah. not like it was when it first came out. Exactly, not even close. Yeah, and, and it's and don't get me wrong. There's going to be some people that are like, I love the original Warframe, and there's people out there that still love the original Final Fantasy 14. I don't know how those people exist, but they do. Mm. But it's interesting that, because, you know, again, like, it was the argument that people made for Classic World of Warcraft. It's like, well, if I want to go back and play Ocarina of Time, I can just boot that right up in my N64. Mm. And I could just go do that, but you can't do that for World of Warcraft. You couldn't have gone back and played the original, and you still can't really go back and play the original. Don't they have, like, private servers? Yeah, they have private servers, but that was the best you could do. And then Blizzard was, again, the devil about actually shutting those down, because screw anybody actually wanting to go back and play a video game they enjoy. Yeah. And Blizzard just could not be that? You're having fun? F you. Yeah, you're having fun. You, we don't want you having fun. 
<laughs> we want you spending money on stupid crap. We want you playing our version of World of Warcraft because it's better. And it's like, no. And then everybody quit. And then they're like, hey, we, we heard also, you gamers really we, like classic. We also have less calories than the last one. Yeah. God. It's like new Pepsi or new Coke or whatever it was oh, back in God. the 80s. How terrible that was. Yeah, but it's just like... It's, Crystal Pepsi. Ugh. But it's so stupid because like I really would like to see games take that mentality. It's like, man, imagine if Blizzard would have been like, you know what, guys, we're going to re-release Classic World of Warcraft. And they did that. And it's like, okay, guys, that was cute. We liked doing that. It was a fun experiment. We really see where we f***ed up in every single major patch of this game looking back 15 years ago in the past. What we're going to propose to you guys is we're going to re-release Classic again. But we're going to do it right this time. We want this to be closer to what we can do now with technology that we have now. And I would have been totally behind that idea. Like an actual, like, classic new. Like, just new. Like, Wasn't that what this was supposed to be? This this recent classic thing? <laughs> I thought that's what they were... I, I'm not saying what it is no, now. No, but wasn't, yeah. their initial, wasn't that their initial plan? No. No? No. Blizzard, Blizzard is going to do the most lazy slapdash bullshit imaginable oh. to just get a profit. So the class, the Seasons of Mastery classic is literally just them going like, we listened to player feedback about what you guys didn't like. They listened to one thing players didn't like about the original feedback. And we're going to make it better. And, and all they do is disable world buffs. And then it's like, well, that's really about all they did. Huh. So they're lazy. Wow, big surprise. <laughs> yeah. 15 years of Blizzard being lazy, and they're just going to continue being lazy. Uh-huh. If they, And that's the reason why. Oh, yeah, you should have heard about the, the fiasco they just had. So a bit of a small, like, offshoot here. So there was a huge issue with bots in the original World of Warcraft, like mm-hmm. in Classic here recently, uh, where bots just are overtaking the game, and Blizzard is just not doing anything about it because they're making money off of them. Uh-huh. And so when Classic, the Seasons of Mastery is coming out, they're like, okay, guys, well, here's what we're going to do. We're nerfing gold farming methods. And it's like, okay, why are you doing that for legitimate players? Bots were the ones that were profiting the most off this. Legitimate players use this method, but all you're doing now is helping bots because now you just have to double the amount of bots to get the same... Oh, we see where this is going. <laughs> Instead of them actually fixing the problem or just banning bots, what yeah. they're literally just doing is making it to where people are going to have to make more bots to generate the same amount of gold. Blizzard just keeping profit in their pockets by wow. off their fan base. <laughs> I mean, it, it's it's not really any different than what eBay's doing with the whole stock situation, the bots yeah. grabbing all their stock. It's like, well, we're, we're selling them. Who cares who gets them? Yeah, I don't care. It, if the, it's, you know. it's, it's really sad to see. Like, <laughs> so dumb. It's really sad to see again. If, if Blizzard it could just really turn their company around, but they just they just don't care. They just uh. do not care. What's your face who took over? Just sorry, stepped down. The me- the head person of Blizzard just stepped down. They oh. were all chanting like, "A female." Problem solved. No. Everything's good. And she just stepped down already. So, yeah. I mean, come on. A- anybody who's going to try to take care of that burning ship of a company, good luck to you. Again, until you fire Bobby Kotick into the sun, no, nothing's going to get fixed. Until that company unionizes and their employees actually take control of what I they need to be doing. I know three people who actually met him and listening to him talk, especially when the acquisition of Bungie was happening, needless to say, they all were just like, what have what has our company done? Yeah. No, seriously, like Bungie was so excited because they had the budget and what they needed to do to make this game come true, and I was excited. I was like, okay, Bungie, I love you, Bungie. Bungie, can, in my eyes, like Bungie is the game that like company that can do no wrong, but it has. It's made some kerfuffles, but 
Bad Division, I really feel like was. Oh, like it is short. Huh? I was wondering how tall Bobby, Bobby Kotick is. It says uh, five six. Yeah, he's yeah, not no. that tall. No, he's a manlet. Yeah. Yeah. He's a pencil. Ari's man. taller than him. Mm. Anyway, we should go to a break. We should go to a break. We could probably easily make. How a long have breaks. we been going? I don't know. I think about thirty minutes. No, we've been going no. for probably a lot. But we, we, we're probably closing in in an hour. Yeah. Oh, I think oh god. We're almost at an Do hour. we want to? We'll, we'll say the topic for next. Yeah, week we'll then? say the topic for next week. But when we come back from break, I can talk about some guardians. I can talk about the Vanguard. Yeah. So we'll just talk about games. Be right back. Yeah. Guilty Gears Drive: The Roar of Spark. Podcast has been going for seventy minutes without editing, so Whoopsie we're gonna save Guardians geez. for next week. We'll save Vanguard. For next week. We'll save Vanguard for next week too. But next this week, is, what has this episode even been about? It's been about like I we started this episode off with me talking about my the backlog that I'm gonna be putting into physical and copies, the, and then we kind of went into like supporting companies and stuff like yeah. that, video games and spending money. I don't know. That was an interesting. That's an interesting topic. It's nice to like speak about that. Yeah. A lot of people don't like speaking about that for some reason. Because it's it, kind of like even backstarter games. No, it's it's taboo. Like Kickstarter, Kickstarter games. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. It's taboo anymore to where like you shouldn't like you should not be like angry at this reviewer for writing this game. That's his opinion, you know. But at the same time, his opinion does can be wrong, and it can be wrong, but it holds weight because someone like like you know how many times my mom would go to Best Buy and would read these stupid reviews that. Um, people were writing about the game and she goes Adam will love this game no I don't Yeah. no I won't like this game she bought me so many terrible games where I just literally looked at her it was just like you're wasting your money you're wasting your money and I'm not gonna play this mom the but last like, the last game that I remember buying that I legitimately felt like that was the Avatar game based off the movie Ooh. oh not 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 with Aang Ooh. not not the cartoon but uh John yeah. what's his name Cameron Cameron which one James was it? Cameron the, didn't they remake one? 
No, no, no. It, this a, came out in 2010, I think. Never I mind. There, there is one coming out it soon. It was horrible. That's right. There is yeah. Ubisoft is doing it, right? I had my grandmother buy it for me for my birthday. <laughs> oh, <laughs> it was a funny. bad game. Yeah, but it, it's one of those things, again, about putting your money and, like, voting with your wallet. Because it, it, an interesting, like, other, like, game that that happened with was Mighty Number no. 9. A lot of people are like, don't you feel stupid for supporting Mighty Number no. 9? And it's like, no, because people who like kickstarted that game like didn't realize what the game like result was going to be. And so at this point, if they did another Kickstarter, nobody's going to give them money, obviously. Sure. You shouldn't feel stupid for Kickstarting a game or trying to get a game started. Like, I think it, you and me both put money into it, didn't you? I didn't know. I, I, <coughs> Star Citizen. I thought about doing it. <laughs> I, now, I made fun of you relentlessly oh, yeah. for Star Citizen. I, I still I'm, think I'm, that is the, a Ponzi scheme. I think that's like mafia Like, I mean, they've got an actual persistent world in that game now at this point. It's they not, do. They it's do. not officially out. I think it's still an like Alpha nine state. Nine years but, later, yeah. But, but and, and you know, more power to you if you want to make fun of me for making fun of him. No, you're right to do so. You know, there are people out there who legitimately think Star Citizen is going to be the next big thing. And you know what? If it is, I would love to have egg on my face when it happens and people can look at me and laugh and point it out and say that I'm wrong. And I'll be like, well, no, I had every reason to believe this game was a scheme, and I can tell you why. Yeah. Or, or was a money laundering bullshit no. scheme, and, and here's why. And yeah. the people like Josh can be like, well... I thought it was going to be great because of this, and it's like, well, you know, that's that's great. I thought it was going to be cool because I saw the graphics, like, ooh, pretty. Ooh, pretty. And then nine years later, or whatever it's been, I've lost all interest Inter in the game. Yeah, I don't and, that, care. And, and that's what I figured that they were trying to do anyway, be like, okay, well, we're just going to get to the point where nobody has an interest in it anymore, take the money and run, which is what I felt like they've been trying to do this I whole think time. They're, I think, honest scout truth, I really think they're going to do that. Well, I mean, they're making stuff. They have to. There's a whole ton of content yeah, but again, for the game. Like, like Andrew just said, they... Have but. to. They don't have a choice. Yeah, that's why they're right. doing it now. They don't have a choice. They kind of hoped that people would just like lose interest or like something would happen and like, oh, we could just get to take the money and run. And it's like, no, you guys kind of took four thousand dollars for some of your ships. You kind of have to like actually do work yeah, now. Exactly. I know right. someone who has spent a total of three thousand five hundred dollars on all the ships and ship insurance. Yep. God. Yeah, I think I spent seven. Seven hundred. Okay. Not thousand. That's insane. Seven hundred, yeah, and this spent, is back in twenty thirteen or something. Every week was showing me a new ship that he bought. Look at this one. This little I bought three. Like, yeah, um, but I he, think I upgraded or something too. Yeah, but like there's but. one part where he's like, "Look at this. This looks like the ship from Firefly. I can do all this salvage." I'm like, "Cool." And I remember a year next, a year later, I'm just like, "Hey, how's that going? Are you?" He's like, "I haven't. It's not not out, out yet. yet. Not out yet." And I'm, I'm like, waiting. "Dude, what? Like, you spent how much money? Oh well, I also got ship insurance." So he bought ship insurance for a ship that he can't fly because the game's not really freaking out yet. Yeah. No, he's right. And I've lost all interest. That's I'm probably pun, never going to play scheme. it. You just got pyramid scheme, dude. It's not a pyramid scheme because the content is there. If I wanted the, to play the, Star Citizen, I could download it and play it. Yeah, it, the, the, the thing is is that eventually, the, the only way it would have been a pyramid scheme or a money laundering scheme is that if the game was never going to come out. Yeah. And, and I think that's what the original idea was. In my, in my heart, I feel like that was their original intention was to try to make, like, this and then like take the money and run and then they realize like wait this is highly illegal if we do this did they get investigated originally for like being a ponzi scheme originally at one point i swear to god they did i don't know i, I don't know i can't say in good spare if they did or not but like i would have been the first one to be like this is fishy no don't do it and that's what right. i told everybody's like this yeah. is fishy you should not do this i didn't nick m also buy a bunch yes yeah and i told both of you guys oh it's like, nick you guys, is the person who spent three thousand dollars yeah oh, and, I, wow. and, I, and, I, and i was just like you guys no don't do it don't do it and you guys are like well, we want to do it man and it's like don't do it and you guys like yeah because like, me and him used to work with him all the time and yep. i just remember him like showing off all the ships and we were both just like he's like come on adam buy spend it this ship's only a hundred dollars i'm just like dude and i'm just like you I, are... I could buy two games pretty much for that yeah. yeah and i was just going up to him and be like nick you are an idiot 
if I used Twitter more, it'd be like hashtag never again. <laughs> yeah, hashtag never again. <laughs> I learned but, my lesson. But it, it's still funny to me because like at least you guys are going to get something out of that at the end of the day. Whether it be good or bad, you'll learn not to do For it For me personally, it's just a lesson. I'm not going to play that game. Like yeah. I, I, I could install it right now and play it and I just... I've lost interest. It's yeah. been too long. I'm not really into those types of games anymore. I just don't care. Yeah. But, you know, I'm hoping that one day the game comes out and it's everything the person who spent $5,000 on those sure. games, like, wanted and dreamed for. More power to them, and I hope that comes out, and I hope they're happy with their purchase. But, like, you know, I not would have been me. I would never have been me, ever. But I only gave $10 to Mighty Number no. 9. Yeah. Okay? But at the same time, when it came out, I just stand here going, like... It's like, this is terrible. Yeah. This is unacceptable. I've seen people who have just made emulators of, like, their own version of Mega Man better, yeah. cheaper, and faster. It came out faster. And everyone's just like, well, there might be a sequel because it sold well. I was like, I will not put a single penny into that. No, there's no way there's going to be a sequel. That yeah. that company, like, KJ's group and all that, that fell apart after that. They were When like, the reviews came out, it was terrible. Yeah, though, there's never going to be a sequel. That... The, the, what was it, like $3.9 million they made, they didn't even put like a quarter of that money into it. Like, they made a lot of money, and they did not put any effort to that game. There's never going to be a sequel to that. And if there's going to be a sequel to that, God help us, it is... I kind of wanted to see the dumpster fire. I wanted, I'm, I'm not going to buy it, but man, I want to see the dumpster fire. Unless the game was good. If it came out and it wasn't a dumpster fire, somehow they like actually like resurrected as a phoenix from the ashes, I'll be like, damn, I guess I got to spend money now, but I, I don't think that's going to happen. No, 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 no. Like, I just remember like, my friends like, you spent this much money. I was like, I only spent ten dollars. I was like, he's like, was it worth it? I'm like, I wanted to give him the money because I really love the classic Mega Man games. If he was gonna make his own style, again, you had every everybody had every right to think the game was gonna be good. Exactly. And, and, and there's no shame in saying that. Well, okay, well, I, I I spent money on it. You shouldn't feel bad for spending money on it. You shouldn't. Like, yeah. it sucks. I mean, I've done this with multiple types of games, like. Going way back to 2014, Firefall, which only lasted two years, that game died. Marvel Heroes, I put 390 into. I put 600 plus hours into that game, but that game's no longer around. Yeah. Uh, but, uh, I mean, Crowfall, I bought that for 50 bucks just to try it out on a weekend. Put like 10 hours into it. I was like, this game's not for me. Yeah, I, I don't yeah, like it. But look at my one big, well, my last example. I will say one thing right now before we go head out is look what happened to Halo 6. When Halo 6 was shown. And it showed that one brute. What was his name again? His name is Craig. Craig the Brute. I forgot it's like how terrible he yeah. looked. And he became a meme. And everyone on Twitter and social media was just having a heyday complaining about how Halo 6 looked. Yeah. And they're just like, pause. We're not going to release this game because uh, we can see a dumpster fire. And not uh, we can see another Halo 5 scenario. Yeah. And now look at it. Dude, I'm excited for Halo 6. Yeah. Mm. After seeing all that stuff that they showed for Halo 6, playing both the beta for the classic style and the big team battle, I am so excited for Halo 6 now. The moral of the story is developers, it's not hard to be good people. It has served Final Fantasy, it served Square for Final Fantasy 14 There is nothing wrong with having patience and waiting a little bit longer to fix something than to bring something out that is absolutely broken and terrible. Well, yeah. <coughs> Cyberpunk. Cyberpunk. <laughs> we both said it at the same time, Cyberpunk. Cyberpunk. But yeah, World of Warcraft is the same thing. The only reason World of Warcraft has ever launched in these terrible conditions most of the time is just because they want a, a piece of I, I think was it. I think I lasted about eight hours at Cyberpunk, and I said, enough, I can't play. Where my 
I literally was stuck in an area and could not do anything, and I could not finish multiple missions because the game was broken. Then to be clear, Cyberpunk is way better now. Like, we could bash it for all we want. Like, I've been, it's funny, like, throughout the week, I think about what we're doing on this podcast, and I've actually kind of thought about this conversation for a couple of days, and I've said this in my head a bunch of times, bash Cyberpunk as much as you want for the state that it came out in initially, they have patched the hell out of that yes, game, they did. and it's way better now. And they, they did. Does it excuse what they did? No, no but no. it is a better game. It is but a better. The damage is done though. But the damage is done though. Sure. Yeah. And a lot of people are going to have a hard time ever trusting Project Studio Red again. Yeah. And that's, and and, and again, it's hopefully that See, they. See the saddest part of all, if they say Witcher four, Witcher, Witcher four, four, yeah, I feel like that attitude will be like kind of questionable. But The Witcher three also kind of came out in like pretty like. Yeah, state from what I remember, and they did patch it, but it's the still the initial launch on the PC. Yes, on the Xbox 360, there were so kerfuffles, but it wasn't game breaking to where I couldn't play it. I right. just sucked at that game. But it's still this idea, though, that play like, it on easy next time. That's I, what I, I did. tried. It, it <laughs> still, game was hard. It still comes down to the idea of voting with your wallet. Yeah, and, yeah. And, and one thing that we need to start telling like game companies is like, okay, if you're going to release your games in not finished states, we're not going to buy it. Simple as sure. that. You and it's really sad that we have to start holding game like AAA game studios to the standard now because everything now is just about them appeasing stockholders. Yep. Instead of a game, except for like in the case of like Nintendo, Nintendo really doesn't do that. Nintendo just says screw it, we're releasing our game and we release our game, and that's how it goes. And that's one of the reasons why like Metroid or Zelda or any of these games have such high quality to them is because it's it's they it gets released when it's finished, and right. that's how games should be. That's how. Any content should really be handled. It, it's finished when it's finished. Yonky Dong. Kirby. Kirby. But, like, imagine if, like, Cyberpunk would have been like, hey, maybe we can actually just release this game when it's finished and not when we have to for stockholders. Could you right. imagine? Could you imagine? They won a, so many awards of making fun of how terrible the game was. Like, that's the... That's the T-Pose. Yeah. Yeah. And, and it's so sad to see because it's like the raw potential in these games is really high. Yep. But it's one of those things that we're just never going to reach those raw potential because, as as a, a where we are right now as a uh, as a platform as a gaming community, it, we're just not ready for it. We're not ready for this high fidelity in video like high like it, like it fidelity in video games. We're just not. We're just really not. Like the detail, it, like we want it, but it's just not there because we keep rushing. Games. Right. We like game studios are so under pressure because of like even worse now because of the pandemic. Yeah, and and it's just like damn, it sucks because it's like they should just just give these people time. If they're doing something game breaking, they need the time. Yep. But like even a good argument, like even with the game like Hades that came out and it was wildly acclaimed, and it still is like a wildly acclaimed game. Yeah, it's on Game Pass now. Yeah, it's just one of those things of like. Maybe game studios should just stay back a little bit. Be like, do we really want to make the world's next most realistic video game, or do we want to make a game that has great story, great music? Maybe we should just and make a, a good luck. Maybe we it. should just make a game that looks like a PS One game, and just make it fun, and people would still love it, and they wouldn't care how it looks. I still sure. agree with you on one thing: is I think indie is what what's can save what's going on, and in my opinion, from this like this. The indie scene is the only reason we really still have video games as a passion, in my I opinion. I feel like it's true. I agree. Like, there are so many unique indie games right now. If it, they didn't come, I was like, thank you. I have something to play in this dry spell. Yeah. Indie games really have saved the <laughs> Did you market. not listen to our last episode? We were complaining about backlogs. <laughs> yeah. No, no, no. no, no. Like, but that's air. a good thing. It's a good thing to have a backlog. No, no. It, it, no, it's worse than a backlog when you finally get to this backlog of games and you just go, where am I? Yeah. 
how far am I in this game? Is this worth? Because I, I I'm screwing up and dying repeatedly because I'm trying to figure out the controls. And is this worth like trying to, to fight this and get frustrated and want to quit, or should I just start all over again? So like, that's the problem. Kind of yeah, but like I have a better opinion about like backlogs and like when it comes to that is like I like having the idea of that one of my games as a backlog is something like Mighty Number no. Nine, and it's like I have four other games to play that are better than this game out right now. And it's all because these are all indie titles. Could you imagine if it was all AAA titles? You'd have two games to play. It's like, well, this one's awful, and the next one's going to be awful. Hmm. Until it gets patched. Wow, video games suck. I'm going to go read a book. (laughs) Samurai, chip in. Cyberpunk 2077 OST. Never fade away. of our conversation <laughs> i really think that is i mean this was like different because um next podcast uh in honor of like genlock coming out vanguard genlock genlock is that cool the stuff. anime yeah it just came out the new season just came out oh okay it just started i see and just like the idea of like the little ragtag little misfits uh misfits squad and kind of stuff like that that's the topic for next week where's my firefly game Dude, I would, I would totally. They were play. supposed to make a Firefly game like ten years ago. There, they is, never did. Our, there is a roll top game. Roll top game? Oh, Ta- you mean tabletop? Sorry, ta- sorry tabletop. Yeah, yeah sure. tabletop. Yeah, there's a, there's an expanse one, and it's actually pretty fun. Uh, but uh, so I'll talk about Guardians next week. But also, I think is it this Tuesday? What's the date today? Hold on. Uh, Today's the seventh. So it's the seventh. So yeah, this Tuesday is Shimagami Five. That, that comes out this Tuesday. On what console? Switch. Yeah, Shin Megami 5 is on Switch, and I'm getting that one, but, I mean, if I'm going to end up talking about Guardians, I'll probably hold off. I'm, I'm told from, like, early reviews and stuff, it's a good game, but it's huge. It's going to take forever, and apparently the combat in this new Shin Megami is brutal. Really? It's, it's like incredibly, Persona. it's super challenging, apparently. It's like huh. Persona 5, but harder. Like, every every single thing that you fight, supposedly, in this game has some kind of resistance, and in some cases, you have to guess that resistance to counter it. And then oh. if you, if and it's one, just it's stupidly tough. And it becomes trial and error, and you remember which one is which. And you have to, like, have, apparently, you have to have, like, monsters join you to help boost your stats and stuff, and it's like a half Pokemon type of thing. I don't know, it's weird. 
it, it seems incredibly complicated. I'm told that there's a ton of grinding and it's going to take forever to get to the end. Could be good. So it's, it's going to be interesting. It's been a while since I've sank my fangs into a nice uh, JRPG. I don't know. That's one of the problems I had with like Skyward Sword and like Dread. It's like these are itching some of my game flavors, but it's like, dang, I really haven't had a good RPG to sink my teeth into. Yeah. Maybe I'll give Shimogami Five a try. We'll see. So I got that one coming up. I actually downloaded. I just downloaded a really old game called The Order 1886. Never heard of it. Uh. I had such pro- high hopes for this game. What's the, what's the story behind that game? It's a steampunk. You're part of this special elite unit called the Order, where they go after messed up things like supernatural creatures, like werewolves. Oh, uh, okay. That haunt that are literally like it, there's like an underground war yeah. happening right now, and you're part of like this elite unit where you have steampunk weapons, and I love that. But the game was just so like. Blarg. I don't know. I, I have it on PlayStation 4. Apparently, I'm basically taking the PS4 and downloading as much as I can yeah. from, from my purchased games that aren't on PS Plus, so I can just kind of archive it on that system, and hopefully it just doesn't yeah. die. Because after this, I will be playing Persona uh, 5, laying in bed on a heating pad. Nope, there you go. So, yep, uh, I guess you can email the podcast, manadronepodcast.gmail.com. I think that still exists, if I it remember does. right. Uh, it does. We, we're on Podbean. We're on uh, we iTunes. Got, we're on, on Am- Amazon Yeah, now. we're on Amazon Music now, apparently. Uh, I think we're still on Audio, and somebody contacted me to be on something called the, the Wisdom app. Okay. But I don't know if I'm going to do that. It's just... I don't like the diversity of all these different applications. Like, just download us on iTunes. <laughs> it's the easiest way to do it. Go to Podbean or download us on iTunes, Manager Podcast. That's all you gotta do is just search for it. We'll yep. pop up. Uh, yeah, I think that's it for stuff. So, yes, I am Adam. And I'm Josh. I'm Andrew. Then crazy le- rant. crazy ne- robot lady, tell us what we're taking us out. Yep, <laughs> next week we're gonna all be Groot. I am Groot. Yep. Satiki to any. Final Fantasy X original soundtrack. We are
Oops.